and welcome to One Throw at a Time, a player's perspective on the game that builds and breaks our hearts. My name is Johnny Monks, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, co-conspirator, co-everything else, Rowan McDonald. Rowan, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing pretty good, Johnny. This is uh, a yeah, busy evening for both of us, and just want to set the stage visually for our listeners. We have a new setup, 50 Three episodes in, and me and Johnny are across the table today. A small change from our side-by-side normality. How's it feel, John? I think it feels good. Uh, We're getting a little conversation going. You know, it's almost like uh, a Netflix uh, limited series where we interview people, you know, across the table. And we can almost cue each other up a little bit easier with a little wave of the hand. I'm excited for this. I think it's going to change for the you know it's hard to get better but i think it could be change a change for the better that we might adopt permanently i agree i agree now rowan let me cue you up with this one you said it's our 53rd episode it's actually our 52nd because we missed last week i mean we're talking we're talking we're doing real talks here we're doing real talks here you know rowan and i as often as it seems like it are not robots and you know we have some like needs we need we need to refresh our ourselves our minds sometimes we need to take a rest and so I mean, we could say, I'm sorry, but really what we should be saying is everyone take rest when you need it because it's important. And, you know, if they want the the deeper story, um, it's a classic one throw pod coming back from an amazing tournament, Pro Champs. Um, Yeah, I got the text from Johnny saying like, we're a little bit tired, maybe push. And then I'm like, well, I'm so optimistic. I think I might try to, you know, pull one off individually. Then four days go by. Johnny still hasn't, you know, seen Rowan's podcast that he said he would deliver and well you know i just you know we rolled it into this week it happens that way you know sometimes weeks roll into other weeks sometimes you get the sound of uh, a dog drinking water in the background cats featuring on the podcast which is amazing um walking around to our your left my right right now i mean that's just painting a a beautiful tapestry a wonderful picture for our listeners so we're here we're back we're coming to you right before the Breeze end of year party. Rowan, now I want to get into the Breeze end of year party a little bit later, just the different things that can go on, etc. But first, I want to talk a little bit about the recap that we missed last week. Truck Stop won on Universe to win the Pro Championships, the last tournament of the regular season for Club. Walk me through how you were feeling on the weekend. Any thoughts from maybe the final game, maybe others, any surprises, anything that you were looking forward to, goals, anything you want to say? We love to hear it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind, and you know, this isn't like a talk show debate kind of a podcast, but you have to think that's one of the hardest tournaments of all time. Um, yeah, I know nationals are incredibly difficult, but it's pretty much nationals without the six well, you know, worst teams. It was a top 10 teams, especially been playing in only the men's division for my time in club. And just that was a very difficult tournament. There was no easy games. And yeah, we were kind of chatting as the tournament, you know, finished up. You know, was that was that the most difficult tournament? I mean, that was six or seven really tough challenges. Yeah, I think it's it's a fascinating difference between 
I mean, the U.S. Open, yes, but maybe even another tournament where you're in a pool and like pool play is kind of like a breeze for the top uh, seed, and then you kind of get more and more as you go into bracket play. Um, Certainly with the club season, it seems like as the season ramps on, you have U.S. Open where sometimes you can play international teams and it's like less familiar competition than um, what Pro Champs usually is. And Pro Champs is usually a smaller tournament. There's two pools, right? So you're going to get a lot of really good teams in your pool regardless of where you are. And um, yeah, I mean, that was reflected in not only the results of our games, I think, but also the way the games felt, right? I feel like every game, even uh, after we had won the pool, we come out on a Sunday morning and play double wide. And that was a game that leadership really drilled down on making sure that we were being truck stopped throughout, right? Not letting the fact that we had already won a certain result or whatever influence the way they were playing because we get a limited amount of reps. And I feel like that showed, right? And Double Y is a great team. They played us really close. And uh, I think as a club team, especially at the higher levels, you get a lot more out of playing every game like it's the championship game than you do like gaming um, or like resting players or anything like that. Um from a team-wide perspective, yeah. and especially in the regular season, that's all. I was yeah, say. and to add on to that, like point about kind of resting and bring it back. In my perspective, like I, I personally had it made. I had a nice we we eleven on the O line for truck stop. This is a lot, and I think it's actually going to be the future. Now, we'll get to that later. You know, there's teams that I feel like roll out seven or eight O liners. It's like yeah. Jimmy and Chris aren't taking a point off. You know, it's like they're... But for us, going with 11 this year, I loved it. I just flipped points with Gus all weekend, which was beautiful. Helped me feel great. And to your point about resting, instead of kind of resting the pool, which I tried at the U.S. Open, and then jump into the bracket, uh, yeah, just able to kind of play evenly dispersed throughout the tournament. And it felt, for on a personal level, felt great. That was probably the best ultimate I've played all season. And yeah, I came away with with a lot of confidence individually and I think a lot of confidence in our line. I don't think we made too many kind of mistakes that we had been making throughout the breeze and the early season. So on an individual note, I felt great. I even got to, you know, hang out in the cool, the cool kids room. Like I was, I was rooming with Christian Voxley, Alex Zahn, Fall and Musa Ja. I was like, damn, I got like, that's the, they're the, they're like the coolest players on the team. So I got crew. some, I was, I even enjoyed that room. We had a lot of good, good time like that club ultimate brings and a fantastic weekend regardless of the fact that we won every single game how how was your solo experience and your take on the event yeah i thought it was a pretty nice event uh milwaukee never fails to deliver some brutal weather yeah i feel like it's they're like we'll put it in wisconsin right before fall it can't be that hot every time i've been it's been hot this was hot and windy so it was good to get some wind reps in um i think from like a scouting or like experience perspective we didn't see every facet of teams because of some of the intense wind throughout the weekend so i think that that's something that uh, as a leadership group on truck stop um, but also just us as players and and people who are humans we perceive things i think it will be important to not fall back on our previous experience but rather carry that to the table with the understanding that 
teams have a lot more sides than what we saw. And certainly that's the case anyway at nationals. So I think some really important experience gained. I think there is a lot more work to do. Um, but I love the fact that we were able to play the majority of opponents that we haven't really seen yet this year, um, which is super important. And also, just like you said, grow as a team, have some wonderful club tournament moments that did, happen nowhere else. Did you, did you have a good room? Had a good room. Um, I actually got to stay with Jamie uh, a couple of the nights because cool. she'd been away uh, a week before, so that was fun. And then also when I stayed with the team, I was able to stay with Thomas, Marcus, and Cranston. So another cool room. Um, Thomas and I had some had some good convos and uh, really enjoyed spending time with those guys. So yeah. Heck yes, Rowan. What about the breeze end of your party? What are you looking forward to? Maybe in past years, what has gone on? What do you expect will go on tonight? Yeah. You think there'll be a Daryl sighting? I, I, I'm going to text Daryl, maybe mid-podcast. I, I was on my to-do list today, and um, I bet we better see Daryl. Like, this is a big night for him as, as he's going out. And But I think that Tyler Monroe last night at Truck Stop Practice hit the nail on the head. You know, Tyler was pushing and promoting a message of disappointment and you know, how awful the season was. You know, he wants the owner just to drop the hammer on the team, fire everybody up. I, I'm pretty sure he was joking, um, but I think knowing You can Tyler, never tell with him. You can never tell with Tyler. I think he'd like it. You know, the owner to get up on the mic, open the end of season party with, you know, yeah, I don't even want to say those words. I'm a little bit too positive, personally. You know what, is it? You know what they could do? They could say... Like the beers and the and the food are all on the breeze, and then at the end they could be like, "When you win, here's the check." Yeah, and that would be that great. would be motivating, right? Yeah, there. I wonder how many people would would come back and how many wouldn't. <laughs> but maybe only the dedicated, the Tyler's of the world that want to be pushed That's would come true. back. It's not about the money. It's not. No, no, no. Especially um, when it's you paying. Yeah, because we all do that anyway in clubs. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, they they'd be fine with it. But <laughs> a lot, I think the one thing with the the end of season party is like. Busy week, busy ultimate. I know both of us have kind of been scaling back. No more pro, but then, you know, we had a, a beach ultimate meeting and, you know, the beach ultimate national or the, yeah, the national beach team is, you know, pushing out some, some homework and some workouts. So it's almost like we turn back the clock a little bit where there's quite a bit of, of ultimate. So, uh, how are you kind of juggling everything? You just going to go in and today and enjoy the moment or is this, you know, or is this a tough, you know, Wednesday event for you? It's a good question. Um, it was interesting to have truck practice on a Tuesday because that's a, our usual recording night. People might be afraid oh, no. we got a week and a day. Yeah, we're, we're going two weeks without an episode. Um, but it kind of just moved the schedule around um, a little less time to spend with the family this week. Um, so that's kind of a bummer. But it's also like, I feel like I'm no, uh, especially being on the Breeze leadership team, I'm no stranger to, you know, randomly scheduled things, taking up a couple hours each night. So Well planned in um, advance. Well planned in advance. It's super important to plan things in advance. And it's, it's an super important to remain adaptable. Um, and so, and, and it's, it'll be a fun event. So uh, not taking too much time away. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. That's what I would say. Um, and I did a little poem there. Away and say little rhyme. Rowan, let's move on. We're going to talk some shenanigans, but before that, 
If you've been enjoying what you've been listening to, head on over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash one throw pod and check out what we got there. We got some different tiers that are named after fun things and you could become an official part of the one throw community, which we really appreciate. Rowan for shenanigans today. There's been some talk about us skipping shenanigans because we have the breeze end of season party coming and up. We would never cut out the people listener are questions. Pissed. We would never cut out the listener questions, but then people are like, "Oh, we want shenanigans." It's like, what? What do you want from us? There's only so much we can do. Can't cut out the, uh, but, you know, the open. We, sometimes we can do it all. Like tonight. Tonight though, didn't have as much planning time. I had work meeting, going straight into the breeze party. There's a lot going on. So we're and just we gonna. We still ha- took this chunk of time for you, the listeners. We're, we're, we're a little aggro tonight, Rowan. Shenanigans this week is going to be completely improvised. It's going to be us developing the ultimate, ultimate frisbee dating app. Because you know what? People be at tournaments. They be wanting, you know, to a little companionship. They want to like, you know, like peek at other teams and be like, oh my God, who is that? Lots of gossip, whatever. It's it's something that happens and we're not going to be able to get around it. So we're going to have to design an inclusive, ultimate Frisbee dating app. Maybe it'll be like Bumble, which includes uh, networking opportunities and also friendship modes. So we can do it for business, you can do it for friends, or you can do it for romantic companionship of course Rowan and i are both happily in relationships so we're not going to be using this app but sometimes to toss maybe to toss maybe it'll be a tossing one maybe it'll just be like sometimes developing things with perspective not necessarily needing to use it cough cough mark zuckerberg is better because then you can design it for with like a little bit of a like i said perspective um and so we we might not implement like a poking feature like facebook implemented because mark zuckerberg it was a little bit of a weirdo when he designed it and wanted to poke people so let's do that ron let's start out with saying we'll go back and forth i'll start to let you think a little bit sure we'll go back and forth until we can't anymore let's name some features of what the ultimate ultimate frisbee dating app would look like so let me start with this feature. You're going to start out, it's not going to be a profile picture. There's going to be nothing like that because that's a little too shallow. And Ultimate We're Frisbee players, deep. they're deep and they are sensitive and we want to celebrate that. So instead of any profile picture or anything like that, you put a name or a nickname and then the main part of your profile is like a radar um, reading of your throwing. So You'll take your iPhone, you'll have a friend or you'll prop it up somewhere and you'll do these different throws past the the uh, phone technology sure. that is measuring the spins uh, or the oh, RPMs, the, um, the speed, etc. of different throws and then you'll be matched with people who have similar RPMs, similar speeds, similar um, abilities um, and similar throws in their quick. Are you a power you. thrower or are you a finesse thrower? Correct. And that's kind of how you, because I think you can tell a lot from someone's personality by those different aspects of their throws. So maybe that will help develop a little bit of a uh, business relationships, friendships, or romantic relationships. Do you have any uh, features you want to add? No, I have a quick little uh, feature coming actually from Arlington. You know, recently the Ultiverse was dropped, just like playing history, um, career highlights maybe. haven't been on it yet, but I think let's just link the Ultiverse to our app so you can click through and 
yes, you can see what type of thrower this person is, but a little team background, just how long they've been in the game, what city they're playing in, just to learn a little bit more about who they are and where they come from. I think that's great, Ro. And now this feature might be getting into a little bit of identity theft if we have all that info and this, but I think it's... Everybody's... Identity theft is in. Identity theft is in. You heard it here first. So we're going to put the USAU number on there. So you can see if someone's an OG. You can see if someone's come to the game a little bit later. Because See they're international? Maybe they don't have a USAU. Oh, that's perfect right there. And then it's like... And then... Because especially the old heads, Rowan, they're going to say, you can tell a lot from someone by their USAU number. It's like, my USAU number is Four digits. 25. Yeah, it's like... Um, was that the same Is that the same voice from David Cranston last night? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Rowan was getting all into my voices. I was going to do this whole podcast with a voice. Maybe I'll do the, the listener question section with a voice. That'll be good. Um, but yeah, so we'll throw the USAU number on there. That'll be a good feature. Um, and then in addition to that feature, Rowan... It's going to be like a physical recommendation for when you meet someone on the dating app is in order to prove that you are the person that, you know, the the app claims you are. This is going to be a security feature. You throw your phone at the person you're meeting up with and to see if it checks out with the data that was previously recorded. And then when the person catches the phone... They can pick it up and see and read the numbers, and the numbers will show green for this is the same person or red for you got an imposter. I use my friend's numbers. Exactly, right? Okay. I And I, I going back, I no profile picture, but how about just for some visual touch-ups on the app, a picture of your favorite ultimate player. So that way, the picture's there, but you're not judging each other. You're judging each other's favorite player and... You know, I think that will give it a little bit of a uh, little wild card when you meet the person. Like, you, might, that's not going to be them, but, oh, dang. They like Valeria Cardenas? That's a great choice. I was just going to say, it's going to be an app flooded with Manu and Valeria Yeah, that, Yeah, they're going to be over um, and it, it, Team think, Manu, Team Volley. That's true. <laughs> Maybe that's just the, that's <laughs> just like the, the, the bifurcation is like you're, you have, you're either a Manu or a Valeria. Yeah. That could be a good one. Or in addition to the favorite player picture. But if you got both, then you're, you're definitely on the team. Um, it could also be a good indicator of whether or not someone's shallow because then if they put themselves, then it's like if it's, you You're know, right. wow. if it's Chris Kotcher on there and he puts Chris Kotcher, it's like how it's much. a good talking point. <laughs> it's a good talking point. It's like, why are you your favorite player? Well, I love myself. I'm this and this. And that could be an important conversation to start off with. Um, I think that's good. I think that's a feature rich app right there. I think yeah, it's called One Date, maybe One Date, and we'll we'll try. If you're a computer programmer or an app developer, link up with us. We'll go fifty fifty on it. One date at a time, presented by One Throw at a Time, and I mean, like like we talked about, there might be some identity theft on it, but at least you're gonna know it's the exact person that has been chatting you that you get to like catch their phone. And then if you don't catch the phone, an additional feature, if you don't catch the phone, you get an X on your profile Ooh, for three, a drop. Three drops. And drop. then <laughs> three drops and three drop. drops immediately three canceled. Drops. So it's going to be a super, uh, it's going to be a super popular app. Uh, we're going to have a lot of 
um, oversight on it, connections, not only romantic, but also, like I said, business and friend connections. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you're an app developer or just someone who's looking to make a lot of money, like sponsor the app and we'll get it going. Um, So thanks so much for listening to that shenanigans. Now we're going to move on to some listener questions, Rowan. Right when we were getting serious and diving into real ultimate talk. Who's that, Johnny? What's the team? There's some real ultimate talk with your friend, Super Cool Johnny. Oh, it's Super Cool Johnny. Okay. Rowan, we got a listener question here from Noah Schulman. Noah says, do you ever make sounds when you cut, like exhaling or grunting? If so, can you make them on the pod? Noah... I would love to. I need to just... I'll make one. It's an explosion because you're tightening everything up for an explosive cut and it just... The air shoots out. I do hear you doing that. I do that all the time. As soon as you hear that, that separation. It's over. Troy does that as well. I think others do it. But yeah, I do that probably 100 times a game. Also, I make a very heavy breathing sound of a, you know... of. Have been a poor breather in the past. I've been doing a lot of breathing exercises all year. But if you hear somebody wheezing and really trying to breathe laboriously, that'll be me. Those are my two. You're a little bit of a wheezer, Ryan. I'm a That's big. true. And I, in the past, I've been t- worried that you may have had like asthma or I something. I might. I'll play through. But you're undiagnosed, so you're, you're just it's you're balling out. It's um, does Super Cool Johnny have any sounds that he likes to make? Super Cool Johnny does do one. Is when I do anything beyond like just waddling around on the field. Like I, if I jump or if I try to make a D, I go like when the basketball players like try to do a layup with contact and they go, ah, yeah, you do do, I that. do do that. Yeah. 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 But so that's my noise. Thank you so much for the question. Next question from Shane Brennan. Actually, Shane has two questions. The first one stems from watching Empire, us play Empire in the playoffs, they say. They said that there were way less layout attempts in the AUDL than in club. Do we notice that too? If so, why do you think that is? I think that the field being smaller, just you're always closer. And on the field, bigger field, there's just an increase of separation. So I think that's it. And maybe if Elite Club or Elite Ultimate was played on a mini field, seven on seven, you'd have even more layouts. Is there a lot of layouts in Seattle 2v2? There is a lot of layouts in Seattle I 2v2, nailed it. Rowan. In fact, we might have to have Jamie on to confirm that question sometime when she walks into the room. Shane's second question is directed specifically to you, Rowan, oh. but I might be able to help out too. We'll see. Shane says that they struggle to play both offense and defense in the same game because of a mindset shift, whereas if they go in focusing on offense, they usually are feeling relaxed and don't apply a ton of pressure on defense because they can't flip that switch. If they start caring about defense, then they're a little tentative or jittery on offense. They have to play both during their college season, so we're wondering if there were any sort of uh, technical ways or advice to keep the mind active on both sides of the disc? Absolutely. And fantastic question. The answer is not a real mindset shift in terms of 
how to play. It's when you're playing offense, you're not thinking. It's instincts and just go. When you're playing defense, then you're just turning a little bit more of the analytical brain on. When you're trying to process angles and anticipation and where the disc is and what your player's going to do, you're actually thinking. So don't go in like you're two different people. Just when you're playing offense, think less. And when you're playing defense, start to put the pieces of the puzzle together analytically. And I will say, if you're playing O-line and there's a turn, there's defense involved and vice versa on defense. So stop trying to, I would say, stop trying to think of them as two completely different things and try the tip that I just shared. Super Cool Johnny can confirm or deny. I confirm, Rowan. Super Cool Johnny says, yeah, that's a good way of doing it. And I just think also, I've said this in past episodes, but have a mantra. And the mantra can be spoken out loud in your head or just something you do to kind of flip that switch physically. So for instance, I said the mantra in the past of courage rather than fear, etc. That one's more of a general mindset one. You could do some other word mantras or you could even like snap your fingers or hit yourself on the thigh once or something like that as a physical cue to flip that switch. Rowan, our next question comes from an anonymous asker. They say that they're not much older than the college team that they just agreed to coach. The college team is D1 and have been historically captain coached. So it's the first time that they're really getting this kind of direction. They wonder if we have any advice on the more subtle intricacies of coaching D1 college. They recognize that being friendly, etc. is good, but they wanted to know if we have any helpful anecdotes or specific personal experiences. Rowan, I have had the pleasure of coaching College D1 when William and Mary made nationals in 2022, and I got to be the coach for a couple days in where else but Milwaukee, the place where we just played. Similar age, might I ask? I was a similar age. In fact, I played on the team with a lot of the players. So, a helpful anecdote slash personal experience from that time is that I think it's easier to think that it's it let me reframe that Rowan I wasn't super cool when I said that I think it's easy to think that as a someone with a similar age to the players that you're coaching it might be inappropriate to push them or ask more of them etc in a way that other coaches do maybe by like yelling at them a little bit or giving them a stern talking to etc but what I've actually found during that tournament was that the players I played with appreciated me giving pretty direct feedback and since we were of a similar age of a similar life uh, moment it was easy to find empathy in what would otherwise be a pretty direct ask that if I got from a coach who was a little older than me or who wasn't in that same life moment, I might feel like was stricter. So my advice would be to focus on being very direct and not shying away from that kind of confrontation because what I found is that they actually appreciate it and you being the same age can facilitate that kind of connection. Rowan, any thoughts on your end? Um, yeah, I would say, just to add on to Super Cool, 
I would say make sure kind of the team knows your role. If that's just to help the strategy or calling the subs, like what you don't want is like the whole team wondering like what you're like bringing to the table as like maybe somebody so closely removed. So I would just make sure, you know, people know you're there to help run practices. Like it's your practice or your calling lines and work with the captains to see what they want you to do and just do that niche and then slowly build confidence to do a little bit more. Okay, Rowan, one last question here from our wonderful listener, Wheels Heaverin, who has written in before. Wheels says, even though they're not a podcast person, they enjoy our podcast. Now, isn't that nice? That's so cool. It's wonderful. I'm getting a little bit of a southern drawl here for some reason. (laughs) I kind of like it. I'm going to stick with it. The Frisbee world is pretty small. So what's your opinion of playing competitive games against friends, acquaintances, or previous teammates? I love it. That's the best part about Ultimate. I was thinking about this today. I'm not even joking. Like last night, we're playing, and when, when truck stop scrimmages is like, it can be very competitive, intense. Super cool, Johnny even maybe threw, threw down a spike last night. I'm not, you know, I'm not gonna say it was early too, so it's that kind of practice. So, anyways, we're scrimmaging, and I'm I bring a white. I had a long day. I sprint to practice. I only have a white. Happens a few times, except there's this tiny, extra small Simrets peach shirt in my bag. So we have to go dark, and I run out with this shirt, seven on, seven off. And I matched up against Jasper, who was vicious. He's a cutthroat killer out there. And my shirt can't get on. And I'm guarding him. I say, hey, Jasper, Jasper, help me. So I turn around because my shirt is stuck in the back. And he puts my shirt on for me. And then two seconds later, the disc gets checked in. And I'm trying to lay out block him and bump him and not foul him, but like, like go after him. And that's what you kind of get on other teams too, where we're trying to absolutely beat block, score on, like put people to the ground with good cuts. And then after the game or even during the game, you're just like, you know, giving, giving them a hug. So I love it. I think the one crazy thing is, is more and more often, like it's hard to guard like a really great friend. It's like, it's a little hard to guard you in like practice because it's like, oh, I want to guard somebody that I like. I don't, I don't like as much. Sometimes you got to bring a little bit of that edge that it's hard to bring against someone you really, really love. I understand. But yeah, it's a tough one, Rowan, because Wheels, he even asked specifically like we interview Jack Williams sometimes after we get kind of messed up by the Empire, etc. And I think that that and I mean, on the other end of it, we interviewed Ben Katz after we beat pony at nationals last year and uh and then we interviewed will laurie who beat beat us us. and so i think there is um in my opinion a certain level of respect that simply does not go away regardless of your maybe day-to-day feel i'm kind of switching into a little bit of a british (laughs) accent now regardless of your day-to-day feeling about a person like you might not like them or they might rub you the wrong way but the way that they the, the 
The simple act of being in those games means that you share a lot more with that person and that person's life than you share with maybe ninety-five, ninety-six, even ninety-eight percent of other people in the world. You're dedicating yourself to something that is、um, strange in a lot of ways, that takes a lot of time, that is in a lot of ways thankless, and so. In in my opinion, I'm just going to say this in my regular voice. Last、right? accent, Johnny's own voice. In my opinion, that is one of the best and most meaningful rewards of playing Ultimate for a long period of time is that you get to know these people and you develop a mutual respect that is found very few other places.、Um, and so, I th- I love that question, Wheels. Thank you for asking it. Yeah, great question. Most players. <laughs> Most most you develop that respect, but、um, thanks for listening, folks. That's it for us tonight.、Um, keep writing in with your listener questions. Send them into、uh, onethrowpod at gmail dot com.、Uh, if you want to support us with your money, head on over to patreon dot com slash onethrowpod. If you want to support us with your clicks, follow us on Instagram at onethrowpod. Um, it's all spelled O N E T H R O W P O D. We really appreciate you sticking with us even throughout some of Rowan and I's self care, which doesn't always involve recording podcasts, believe it or not.、Uh, and we can't wait to see you whenever we will see you, and especially next week for another episode. See you then.